Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Tyra, she's not happy there. Culturally insensitive photo shoots and challenges. I could not believe the things that came out of those people's mouths. We're not oh, worthy. I'm rooting for you. You must hear that <laughs> all the time. I was rooting for you. We were all rooting for you. How dare you? They took everything from me. They took my my title, the winnings. They decrowned me. It's a reality show! Hello! It was literally the wild, wild west. Do not bring a chaperone. You don't have to really feed them. You don't even have to worry about their schooling. I had said, I am on diuretic pills. I am trying to fit a double size zero for what? Way with me a little now, this ways. You're the only thing that is there to protect yourself. They are young, beautiful, and hungry. And they arrive here in New York City every day, hoping to break out as fashion's next it girl. But owning the runway is no easy accomplishment. This week, we're diving into the wild world of modeling. Twenty years ago, Tyra Banks launched her quest to find America's next top model. It was a potent mix in the early days of reality TV, with one of the world's most successful supermodels apparently wielding the power. Well, now a new streaming audience has discovered that show, and one thing is clear. What may have been in vogue then is not just passe, but what many are calling problematic, from claims of bullying and body shaming to behavior the supermodel herself has called wrong. So what do former contestants and judges have to say? We found out. <laughs> we're gonna keep it civilized and, and we're gonna stay focused because each of you had such a unique experience. Anytime America's Next Top Model was brought up, personally for me, um, it brings a smile to my face. Yeah. It gave me a lot of opportunity and changed the course and direction of my life. It's not that deep. It's, it's not, not loaded. It's, it's, not. it's not. It's cute. I just want um, more compassion for people on reality television and also to expose the formula that has hurt a lot of us. I won Cycle 17. And what happened after that? They took everything from me. My title, the winnings, they decrowned me. Anjali Preston, Kenya Hill, Lisa D'Amato, and Tiffany Richardson. They're four of the most well-known women to compete to become America's next top model. Hello, ladies! 
more than 300 contestants in all across 24 seasons. The hit reality show helped define the early era of reality TV before ending in 2018. We've grown up loving and watching one of our favorite shows of all time. But viewers are still not done with it. Ever since the start of the pandemic, when people started binging old TV shows, Top Model has been having another moment in the spotlight. Some viewers are turning to TikTok, YouTube, and podcasts, sharing how some of those throwback shows suddenly feel different. I started rewatching America's Next Top Model season one, and I could not believe the things that came out of those people's mouths. America's Next Top Model has become a poster child for how quickly society's views can shift. Hi everyone, welcome back to another episode of Why America's Next Top Model is the most toxic show of its decade. The most unattractive thing in the world to me is a quitter. And how what's viewed as appropriate can completely change. This show is literally why I experienced eating disorders growing up. Child, the people on social media was talking real heavy about Top Model, okay? And they were letting Tyra have it. They were talking about the usage of blackface. There's a twist. We are actually going to switch your ethnicities. Like a scene from Cycle 4 in 2005 when a modeling photo shoot was race swapping. What in the cultural appropriation racist blackface bullshit is this? In hindsight, it was incredibly problematic, but at the time was just a kooky challenge from Tyra Banks. It really is incredible how different things were 20 years ago. I didn't think too much in it at the time. I didn't think right. anything it about it either. Now I'm like... With Top Model finding a new audience, ABC News assembled a group of four former contestants to discuss the show's legacy and cultural impact. Some of them hadn't seen each other since appearing on the show until now. Can you even imagine if you were to do it now? But now we would know because we will yeah. be acting better because we know the cameras are, yeah. they're gonna show everything. <laughs> Give me one word that crosses your mind. Iconic. Extra. <laughs> That's fair. Extra. That's fair. <laughs> Tiffany. We're we not worthy. we for you. You must hear that <laughs> all the time. Stop it! I have never in my life yelled at a girl like this. When my mother yells at this, it's because she loves me. I was rooting for you. We were all rooting for you. How dare you learn something from this? America's Next Top Model was a cultural phenomenon. So the winner of this challenge. Spawning catchphrases and memes year smiles. after year. And you smile without going like this. America's Next Top Model is a global phenomenon, okay? It was a reality TV that became the giant legendary goddess of all reality TV. And I think also too, reality TV was so new at the time. And so this idea of being a warrior looking into other people's lives was so fresh. I launched a nationwide search and people sent in tapes from all over the country. The first season, or cycle as the show liked to call them, aired in 2003, around the same time that those competition-based reality shows were really just starting to gain popularity. Like The Amazing Race. 22 people who have decided to take a break from their everyday lives and embark on a race around the world for one million dollars. Survivor. They've been given two minutes to salvage whatever they can off this boat. American Idol. What can make me feel this way, my girl? Steven, 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 stop. So this idea of taking regular people 
doing regular things, injecting them in front of millions of people, and hopefully they get stardom was like a thing. This can totally change your life. Young girls from across the country started applying, hoping to get on the show that promised big rewards, usually including a modeling contract, a spread in a fashion magazine, and a cash prize. $100,000 contract for CoverGirl. The national campaign for Express. A spread in Italian Vogue. The show is the brainchild of showrunner Ken Mock and supermodel Tyra Banks. I would say America's Next Top Model stuck out amongst the other reality shows at the time, in large part due to Tyra Banks. Hey, it is Wherever you are, Mariah, don't hate. You know Tyra Banks. She is a household name. She began her modeling career when she was just 15, and in no time, she skyrocketed to stardom, going on to become one of the few black women to reach supermodel status. Tyra Banks, when did I first get a load of that babe? She was this up-and-coming, skinny, knock-kneed model, very spindly, you know, just with these big, big eyes. And she got jobs that other people didn't. She was the first black woman on the cover of Sports Illustrated and GQ, a Victoria's Secret angel. She took on acting roles, starring in the movie Life Size alongside Lindsay Lohan, and playing Will Smith's love interest on The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, and of course, creating and hosting a reality TV franchise. We cannot deny that this woman created a cultural phenomenon that changed the tide of not only fashion and beauty, but television and media. Along with Tyra, a black supermodel, you had queer representation in Miss J. Alexander and Mr. J, these guest judges, Andre Leon Talley as well. Not only were they just visible on screen, they were treated with respect. She looks not drek. <laughs> no drekitude. No drekitude. The judging panel frequently had reoccurring judges, including Janice Dickinson, who her claim to fame is that she is the quote-unquote first supermodel. And she was a really sort of brassy force on the panel. You know why I coined the term supermodel? Why? Because I can. Janice Dickinson! How could I forget Janice Dickinson? I'm detecting a little bit of attitude from you. Zip it, bitch! Zip it! You're dead in my book. I think a next American's top model is not a plus-size model. I'm sorry. I, I wasn't cruel. You don't think so? I don't think I was cruel at all. 100%. I was correct. So you stand by everything you say? I do. If I hurt anyone's feelings, and even the viewers' feelings from, for watching something like this take place, then I apologize for that. Because I don't, I'm not in the business to hurt anyone or make enemies or make people feel bad. That's not who I am as a person. I was hired to be like the female Simon Cowell on the show. Janice Dickinson. She was one of the most successful models of the 70s and 80s before becoming a judge on the show. When everyone was giving these uh, sweet, lovely answers about how everything is rosy and, you know, rainbows and unicorns, Miss Banks was the protagonist and I was the antagonist. There are former contestants who are upset or feel like it wasn't what they hoped it would be. What's your response to them? Do you just feel like that they should have known better? No, I don't expect them to know better because they're young girls. So do you think that this was a Ken Mock, 
Tyra Banks, other producers, they saw an opportunity for a, a successful reality TV show, and it played right into... The heart of America. It, it absolutely played right into the hearts of the young girls out there hoping to grow up and to be the winner of America's Next Top Models, because that's the real deal. That's on television. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. The show had the contestants competing against each other in a series of modeling challenges, and it's safe to say are controversial looking at it now. Like on Cycle 7, where Tyra tells one contestant that her tooth gap wasn't marketable. So, Danielle, you went to the dentist, but you refused to have your gap closed. Do you really think you can have a CoverGirl contract with a gap in your mouth? Yeah, why not? This is all people see. What was... And look, watching it back, it didn't age well. No. And that's why it is such a big thing now, because people watch back and you're like, oh my gosh, like how did, how as a society were we here? And it wasn't that long ago. What was it like at the time when that happened? Girl, I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's reality, reality TV, but we all had to fit a certain characters. Without Twitter and, right. and your ability so it was different. to respond, yeah. how do you think? Like, it's, what do you- It was different. Yeah. It was so long ago. So the game that you guys have now, because you have the internet and all these other things, we didn't have. We just watched it on TV when yeah, it came on exactly. once a week. Yeah, so we didn't know how to act when we get on uh, 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 TV. It's like, we're, we, were, we were creating it. Kenya, when you watch the show back, what's hardest for you? about what you see versus your lived experience. Would you want to watch yourself at 19 years Absolutely old? Absolutely not. We look back at America's Next Top Model and it's easy to say, oh, it was problematic, it's not woke. In 2003, we did not have the word woke. We didn't really have that language. And so we weren't able to sort of pinpoint the problems and hear it in the series in the way that we are now. In a statement to Impact, Ken Mock, in part, told us, quote, When Tyra and I created America's Next Top Model in 2001, we wanted to use the series as a tool for positive change. Tyra and I had one goal in mind, to change the definition of beauty. Back then, the fashion industry lacked any sort of real diversity. How are you? <laughs> I am great now that you're Tyra here. talked about That's the recent it. backlash First in 2020 on Tamron Hall. I created it, um to introduce diversity and inclusion into a world that was pretty much not representing that. And we made so many inroads. This is almost 20 years right, ago. Right, right. Um, 
Um, but at the same time, um, we were still operating in a world. I was still a model at the time, not a retired model yet, and still operating in this world that had so many rules and so many like, you know, I was trying to push boundaries, but was also torn to like try to make sure that these girls could work, mm -hmm. you know? So it was a balance. It was like, oh, break beauty barriers. But yeah, I can break them all I want on the show. They'll graduate from the show and they won't work. Right. I wouldn't say that it's a necessarily a regret. Mm -hmm. I think it was just wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe even stronger than regret. Yeah. Um, uh, there's many things. A lot of it is, um, you know, telling somebody that they needed to change something because I had model agents here saying these three girls could really, really work, but this must change. So mm -hmm. there was a whole behind the scenes thing happening. Seeing the issues on some of the episodes is more clear now with 20 years hindsight. And America's Next Top Model is far from the only show that reads differently two decades later, like The Swan on Fox. Each looking to fulfill their fantasies of going from ugly ducklings. People just don't understand what it feels like to feel ugly. I'm afraid that nobody else would ever love me. To beautiful swans. Or Bravo's Boy Meets Boy. What neither the gay suitors nor the leading men know is that some of the suitors are straight men pretending to be gay. And how about Are You Hot? The search for America's sexiest people on ABC. There will be no dance numbers. No one will sing or tell jokes. The only thing that matters, are you hot? A lot of reality shows and a lot of shows in general don't transcend. They don't make an impact for all of its flaws and all of its faults. America's Next Top Model certainly made an impact and will be remembered. The provocative program offered a peek into the posh world of modeling while trying to challenge the status quos of the fashion industry. And it advertised itself as an avenue for young people to become top models. Winning America's Next Top Model was sold as a golden ticket into the fashion industry, into the modeling world. Um, that didn't always pan out. It's a reality show! Hello! It was never Did about... Did I say anything of meaning on this show here today, this interview? It's a reality show! Really? So that's the bottom line. It was not about making the next top model. No! It's a reality show, and they had to come up with snappy episodics to fill in the time. What was America's Next Top Model to you before you got on? Nothing. Um, I didn't even know about the show like that. My grandmother liked the show and she was like forcing me like, oh, you should do it. And I think I watched a couple shows before I actually went to try out. And then it was what it was, but it wasn't that deep. But I like, I mess with Tyra heavy. Like I always liked the Tyra from Fresh Prince and everything. So it was, it was before, it wasn't necessarily the show. It was Tyra. Was from, it was Tyra. Tyra. Yes. Thanks. Mm -hmm. Underline period. 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 I'm going to see Tyra. Tyra. I don't know about the rest of y'all. Yeah. On the show. Yeah. And they say Tyra gonna be there. I'm gonna be there. You're gonna be there. Mm -hmm. Tiffany knows I'm. I'm uh, competitive. Yeah. In a healthy way. Mm -hmm. In a healthy way. But I I definitely just saw it as an opportunity, an opportunity to meet Tyra yeah. and follow out a dream that was a very new, fresh dream for me. Ready. Cycle 4's Kenya Hill is one of the few contestants still in the modeling world, mentoring and coaching young models. You can have the facts straight up or you can even curve and round that. 
with advice she didn't always get on the show. So, this is my, my portfolio. You really wanna start getting really creative, especially when you have like a chair shot, right? So I The modeling industry can be very, very intimidating. A lot of things can happen that can really affect your self-confidence and kind of dim your light. Back in 2005, 20-year-old Kenya had just been cast on the fourth cycle of America's Next Top Model and was on her way to meet her idol. Tyra was a huge part of me wanting to be on America's Next Top Model. At that time, it was Tyra, Naomi, Christy Turlington, and I was just so inspired by these women. They were incredibly confident. Here is your best shot. But the judges didn't again. hold back. You learn how to suck it in, girlfriend. I got the same stomach, girl, but I know how to hold it in like when I'm modeling. You got to work with what you got. That's a whole nother conversation because they were talking about my weight on the show. Um, and they were like, you know, make sure you give her a crop top. Make sure you show her stomach. Dino, you get to be the elephant. I don't know how we all <laughs> One week is gluttony, next week is an elephant. Nice. I definitely felt like I was body shamed. We reached out to Tyra's team for comment on this and didn't hear back. And I remember being a child being like, Kia is not big at all. But if Tyra, the knowledge of all knowledge, is saying, you know, Kia needs to watch out for that, I do remember standing in front of the mirror and being like, am I? Am I too, too big too? Is this too much flesh? I need you to be you. I need to believe this. I need it to feel carefree, and I need you to stop posing for the camera. Then, on a photo shoot in South Africa, Kenya was asked to pose with male models, and that situation felt really uncomfortable. What's the issue? I know it's not about feeling comfortable, but hearing moaning, it, it just threw me off. Moaning where? Like, on me. Like, I'm sorry, I just didn't feel comfortable. He was wearing, like, a really thin little cloth over his uh, parts. And um, he was turned on, okay, and was grunting. And um, it really made me feel incredibly uncomfortable. In a statement to Impact, that male model, Bertini Omine, told us, it wasn't my intention to make her feel uncomfortable. I just wanted her to have a good picture. So I thought to myself in that moment, what would Tyra do in this moment? With your feminine wiles, like, boy, you best to back up before I knock you upside the head. But you do it in a fun way where he knows to back the heck up. Tyra expressed but that I was exactly being a bit of a diva for stopping the shoot. And that was a huge shock to me, especially considering that I thought I was doing something that Tyra would do. And that definitely would not fly today. We reached out to Tyra's team for comment on this and didn't hear back. Despite experiencing some of the show's most problematic moments, Kenya remains grateful for her time. My message would be to all women, just say if you're uncomfortable, if you're doing a photo shoot or if you're in line at the grocery store and someone is standing too close to you, speak up and say something. You know, it's, it's a good thing.
going to get my son right now from school and go and get him something to eat. Hi, Mom. Hi, Hi. 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 Close the door, boy. <laughs> like Kenya, Angelie Preston dreamed of becoming a supermodel. She's now a mother and a journalist working in national radio. I wanted to be a model. I wanted to like, you know, I'm not gonna lie, I wanted to have the fame, but I also wanted to have a have a career off of it. Hi y'all. How are you? She was 24 when she joined the house on cycle 14 of America's Next Top Model. It was my dream come true. I'm ready to kick ass. We just went boom, boom, boom. When they were like, come on cycle 14, and I was like, yes. I was like, yay! <laughs> and then you've come so far. Angeli went far on that season, but was eliminated right before the finale. Oh, trust me, you will be seeing me again, know that. I have high hopes for you. After returning home, while other contestants were getting calls from modeling agencies, her phone was silent. Times were hard, and Angeli had to find ways to make ends meet. She says for a short time, a male acquaintance forced her to do sex work against her will. Guys, like, you know, you can, you can make some money. You don't have to do anything that you don't want to do. You just go on dates. That's all you do. So I was like, oh, that's fine. I could do that. And so I believed him and then uh, <laughs> found myself in a, in a very uh, uh, traumatic situation. Some... Uh, whew, sorry. Good. Um, Take your time. Okay, recollect myself. <laughs> I was like, girl, don't you start tearing up because you done told the story a million times. I guess I'm still ashamed to verbalize it because I just can't believe that I put myself in that situation. So I did it. I went through all the past cycles and brought back your favorite. She got a second chance and was invited back for All-Star Cycle 17. Oh my God! From Easy Breezy Beautiful. Cover girl. With high hopes, this would be her season. <laughs> and things went exactly as planned. And we're here for a special finale. Until they didn't. Yep, it turns out that after shooting was wrapped, a production team and the network learned information from Anjali that disqualifies her from the competition. Angelie says she was crowned winner in the original finale, but that never made it to air. Lisa. In the finale that did air, Lisa D'Amato was crowned winner. Angelie filed a lawsuit against America's Next Top Model, alleging the show falsely publicly announced that the winner of Cycle 17 was 30-year-old Lisa D'Amato. The suit also alleges production knew about Angelie's past sex work ahead of filming, quote, from initial casting to the conclusion of the production of Cycle 17, defendants were on actual and or constructive notice of Preston's past escorting activity. When we asked about that, a source close to production told ABC News production did not know of her former job title ahead of time. Angelie dropped her lawsuit after three and a half years.
You guys haven't seen each other since since uh, yeah that. since all that over ten years and in person we haven't seen each other. Um, What's that? I tried like? to I tried to reach out to her after it all went down, yeah. but I could only imagine like how guarded she was. Um, there's a lot of things that we weren't allowed to talk about, but one thing in particular that really broke I didn't know a lot of your backstory, but what they had done to her broke my heart so bad. And then you still why did you still go along with it? What do you mean go along with what the reshoot? Yeah. Because I also went for redemption. That's also my story. You gotta understand that I was projected all over the world as an alcoholic, crazy person that pissed in a diaper. I wanted to be in the industry. This was my dream. So it was devastating to me. I went on the All Stars for the real reason, to like let everyone see like the person that I truly am. This was really, really early in the reality world game. Yeah. And so we, I had no idea the, the idea of scripted reality wasn't even a thing yet. We just thought, We okay, all thought it was real still well, then, while right? We were filming, yeah, we were just thinking, at least I was thinking. I'm saying can, we like oh, I was we, there with right? you. I felt like I was. <laughs> you were there. You were there. Um, but no, we, I, I definitely thought, okay, this film crew is just going to record all of this stuff. And I didn't notice anything. And then when I would watch the show come play, like air, I noticed from little things like the music being really dark for just Clown one music. particular Clown girl. Music, yeah. I would pay attention to that, like, okay, I know how this went in reality. And now there are all these cues to who's going home yeah. and who's gonna make it and who's gonna probably be here for a while. So as we've talked so much about how different things were 20 years ago, the race switching. Race switch. Now there's a twist. We are actually going to switch your ethnicities. <laughs> Kenya, Korean. Michelle, an Eskimo woman. And Noelle, we're making you into a traditionally African woman with a head wrap and everything. I didn't think too much in it at the I time. I thought it was cool. It was fun. Do you feel like the people watching it now, they have a much different reaction than the folks who were watching it at the time. Do you chalk some of it up to the popularity of the show? The things that they were able to get away with on television to the fact that we were just living in a different time then? Yeah, I do. Yeah? Just living in a different time. It's definitely a different time, but there's still no excuse. But other than that, like, I also have positive things to say about Tall Model. Like, I also had great experiences and met cool people. We got a couple of statements from a source close to production and- We just got, okay. Like As we were actually close to wrapping up the round table, we got a response from someone close to production. This is part of it. A source close to production saying in a statement to us, ANTM was a vetted industry project by a reputable network with extensive safety personnel on hand. The network and development executive signed off on each season's creative grid, gave notes, and ultimately approved clearance for the theme and content for each show. The show revolutionized the fashion industry and before today's powerful beauty and body inclusivity movement. With an abundance of time passing and new understandings, one is bound to recognize areas that are significantly different than where the world exists presently as with many shows of its time. So that was born as hell. the source? That, that was literally, <laughs> I would expect nothing less. Um, it makes sense in a, in a way, but it, to me it still seems a little like glossed over. So do you have some compassion or extra no, level of understanding I, for, for Tyra? No, I got no compassion. I ain't gonna tell you that no more. No. 
Understanding. Understanding. Okay. <laughs> but you're not but gonna give her compassion. We're not no. giving her compassion for making money off us. No, we're not gonna no, do that. We're not this segment. That. No. So if you really look at all of this stuff, they're trying to make America and the viewers happy, you know? And I know that that this is why I know you don't want to use the word compassion, but I, I have understanding or whatever you want to call it for Tyra because I know that she's not calling all of the shots. This was a, a, a reality show about our dreams. So when we say like, do we give Tyra credit? She had a responsibility to help be a leader in our dreams and she didn't do that. If she was just somebody who was doing the amazing race, then I wouldn't give a shit. She could do whatever she wants, make money off of us. We reached out to Tyra's team for comment on this and didn't hear back. Make us look a fool, but doing it at the careers that we so desperately wanted to be a part of, that's where it's insanely offensive. Because you didn't sign up just to be on a reality no. show, you signed up. But I blame myself, because I wouldn't even want to be on a model show now, like being who I am, I wouldn't want to do this. Why would I want to go in front of somebody? That's why I say that it had to be our dream. And the more I see it, I'm like, maybe it wasn't my dream. Like everybody always tell me that, like you didn't really want it, but Maybe you really like. I really, maybe I didn't like because to, to have somebody pick me apart and tell me what I'm supposed to be and trying to fit into something that I'm not supposed to fit into is kind of corny. Looking back on your experience, you're not completely satisfied with how things went with America's Next Top Model. No, I'm not completely satisfied with, with the events that took place on America's Next Top Model. I was extremely satisfied with my work and the work that I put in on camera and the interchanging moments that I had with the models and the one-on-one -on -one with the models and you know, trying to big sister the models and, and showing them something that all models need to have is confidence. Everything that I've been through is the reason why I'm here. So I wouldn't change, I wouldn't change anything. I would just tell myself to uh, don't worry. Don't worry about everything's gonna be okay. I was not, I was 19, I was a completely different person. So I don't, I mean, it's kind of funny that there are so many people on the planet who know the 19 year old version of me. We are all different women now, we grow now. Yeah. How does a business based on exclusivity become a more inclusive place? Well, it might start with a long, hard look in the mirror. Coco Rocha, she's known as the queen of clothes for what she does on the runway. But it's her whole experience in fashion from the pressure of perfection to sexual harassment that she's sharing with the next generation of hopefuls. Her goal, the makeover industry that she says is so necessary. Nightline anchor Juju Chang stepped into the supermodel's world to learn more. So I need two looks, actually. Sitting. Sitting and walking. And walking. I think I want you to wear this, because this also sitting would be amazing over the chair. <gasps> and so what goes under this one? A little black dress. Okay. Super simple. Can we try the floral suit, too? I'll be the assistant. <laughs> Are we ready? Fabulous. My goodness. Coco Rocha needs a few fabulous outfits for an upcoming reality show. She's cute. Her friend, Christian Siriano, who shot to fame on Project Runway, is happy to oblige. Okay, come on. This is a vibe. Wow. This is like Bowie giving you glamour. Glamour and power. Coco, better known as the queen of pose. She's dominated the fashion industry for two decades. 
having graced major magazine covers like the fashion Bible, Vogue, and stomping down runways for haute couture houses like Jean-Paul Gaultier, Dior, and Chanel. She's also been a guest judge on shows like Project Runway. Hi, guys! These days, she's helping lead a revolution for issues like body positivity and safety for working models. How do you think she's affected change? She's inspiring a younger generation to, I think, not just be a model. This is really great. In the fashion business, models often find themselves at the bottom of the food chain. Her weapon of choice to change all that is to mold the next generation of aspiring models at the Coca Rocha Model Camp. We're taking a rare behind the scenes look at this master class in pose and runway. Coco pulls back the curtain on the hyper-competitive, often ruthless modeling business, all in the hopes of revolutionizing fashion, one model at a time. Eileen, yeah! 10 seconds. Ready? One, two. I'm crocodile. You gotta run. 10! Coco in mom mode is playful. <laughs> Nurturing. Color in. The mom of three grew up in Canada, little Michaela Rocha, with a passion for dance. I was uh, discovered at an Irish dance competition. Uh, this individual came up to me and he was like, have you ever thought of modeling? Fast forward from Irish dancer to fashion darling, Coco became one of the first supermodels to express herself on social media. Eager to speak her mind about the dangers models face, she turned to activism, empowered by one very powerful player in fashion, Anna Wintour came to you and said, give a public address yes. about some of the dark backroom stuff mm -hmm. about the modeling industry. And I had said, from this stage, I have lost my period, that I am on diuretic pills, that I am trying to fit a double size zero for what? I was also then known as the model that was wanting change in a time that change was such a bad idea. So I started talking about sexual harassment to underage models. I know the advice you give to your students now is if something makes you feel wrong, yeah. then, it's you wrong. Should, then it's wrong. Yes. I remember being told to remove my garments. First of all, my mom has been told to go home to the hotel. She felt like, okay, leaving her with adults, um, these are the industry leaders here, so uh, I guess I'll go. And how old are you at this point? I think 16. Underage. Underage. I was told, all right, so you're just going to be semi-nude. So I remember saying, um, I don't think so. Um, and they said, well, it's either this or you go home back to Canada. And I, I think at the time I just wanted, you know, like, let me do what the adults need me to do and then like, let me get out of here. Her activism helped expand a New York state law to include underage models, finally requiring those under 16 to have a chaperone at photo shoots or castings. Prior to the 2013 law that you helped mm -hmm. pass, in what ways were underage models abused routinely? It was literally the wild, wild west here. Do not bring a chaperone. You don't have to really feed them. You don't even have to worry about their schooling. Uh, if anything should happen, physically, mentally, emotionally, no one would know. And it was very easy to just get a new model. 
Protecting other up-and-coming models is precisely why she founded the Coco Rocha Model Camp back in 2018. There is no school. We don't go to a university of modeling. There isn't a business program for us. So to understand contracts, your rights, uh, agencies, the accounting system, it is mind-boggling the sort of behind the scenes that models are expected to understand on day one. Models like Angela Vaughn. This is like the start of my model journey. So I like to, of course, wear my natural hair um, and a lot of my photos. I always got the, oh, you're so tall, you should model kind of thing. I was just worried about how the industry was towards women. Like it was always about being really skinny and I didn't want to be boxed into that area. But then I was like, you know what? I'm just going to try it. We'll bring this. I like this one. The 22-year-old STEM grad is among the dozens of aspiring models from around the country and the world, seizing a spot at Coco's 106th boot camp. My work. I'm just really excited. I don't know what to expect. Okay, yeah. Everything's good to go. Good morning! It's the first big class at the camp. The energy in the room, electric. Coco switches from supermodel to mentor. All right, it's nine o'clock, let's start! The music starts, you pose, 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 pose. Here we go. In the next few exercises, Angela and the others will be asked to harness the power of emotions. Pain. Anger. Confusion. Joy. Welcome to modeling. <laughs> the past few years, we talk about diversity more than ever. And as you can see in this room, you are very different from each other, and that's how we choose to have our camps. Next up, runway class. Shoulders back, hips forward, leading with your hips, extension of leg and speed. Okay, here we go. Okay, I'm gonna do my walk. Welcome to the Q&A. <laughs> I am Barbara Walters. Before wrapping up for the day, Coco and her husband of 13 years, camp co-founder James Conran, sit down with the models for a frank discussion about the industry. So someone said, um, how can I deal with creeps on set? Ask other models their experience. Even then, if it's the first time working with someone, bring a friend. If there's a weird vibe, that friend is going to be ready to grab your stuff and you're going to walk out of that situation. And however you reacted, it was right for that moment because your safety matters more than anything. First things first, have so much fun today. Please go ahead and take some risks in your uh, movement and your poses. All right, my love, so I'm gonna do my photo shoot. Yeah. 
Angela is soaking it all in as each of the models get their moment in the spotlight. I like it. Yeah! It's amazing. You know, like a new me. She's like a revolutionary. This right now is all about your movement, I see, I okay? And when you look at the image of yourself, what do you see? Uh, this is, I'm kind of speechless. I saw what I hoped and dreamed was possible, but honestly never truly thought was. Finally, it's time for Angela's close-up. Here. here we go! Regardless of what I do, I just want to make sure I'm still Angela at the end of the day. Oh, guys! Oh, I love it! Woohoo! I love this. Good job. The one thing, you got a gorgeous face. Your go-to face is stunning. Give range. Give me some range. Like really, let me feel what you're doing. Okay? You're very good. And are you signed? No, I'm not. Not signed. I bet you, you will get signed. However, mm -hmm. slow down on when people do give you a contract. Don't get too eager. Three, two, one, nice job. In a way, you're asking them to define what's yes. beautiful instead of Correct. making the industry define it for them. Yes. I think too many times I was trying to tell the industry this is how you have to change, and it, it worked to a point, but also it felt like I was forcing it down people's throats. So to create Model Camp, it was my way of saying, I'll train you, now you go out there and tell them how it's done. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com.